What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Voyanos. And we back at it with another request episode. This is request part 21. So I appreciate all of the support that y'all have given us. Um, But remember, if you want to request a player, make sure you leave their name, what position they play, uh, what high school or where they're from. And then if possible, link their huddle film Uh, it makes it really easy for us we're getting a lot of requests in and we are starting to get some players who may not have as much film so we still put them on our list but we wait on it just a little bit there until they have more film and so uh, just keep that in mind you know whether we do you as um, a request or not really just depends on how much film you have and then obviously we have a list that's ongoing so there's no guarantees when your episode will come out but today we got a lot of different players from uh, all over the country and from different classes and so Today, we got Simeon Askew from Georgia. He's a DB slash running back. I believe he is a junior. Then coming back to Colorado, we have Steven Price. He's a freshman running back. And I want to say DB as well from Dakota Ridge High School. Then after that, uh, in Georgia, again, we have Grady Bryant. He is a senior linebacker that recently committed. And then... Going all the way back to the other side of the country in California, we have Relique Brown. He is a junior over at Modern Day High School, and so he's a running back as well. We have a pretty big variety of players from all over the country and a bunch of different classes, so this should be a good one. But coming up next, we're going to start in Georgia on the East Coast and then move our way west. Alright, welcome back. So to kick off this episode, we're going to talk about Grady Bryant, the 5'10", 190-pound linebacker from Grayson High School in Georgia. I believe they actually just won the state championship this last year, and he is currently committed to a D3 in Barry College. Now, Grady Bryant, he's an interesting prospect. He is only 5'10", 190, but he is a very solid linebacker. And like I just said, Grayson just won that state championship this last season and so he's definitely no scrub because he's a starter on a very talented team and he cleaned up a lot as the linebacker for that squad despite being only 5'10 190 and so one of the big things I really like about Grady is that he just has a very good speed and is pretty productive you know I believe this was his junior year but he broke the Grayson tackle record with 136 solo tackles and so that's always a good thing to see a player be productive and have a good nose for the football he's out there along with that you know He just has a very good speed and agility that helps him shut down the run. Uh, Whether it's a dive or a sweep, either way, he's throwing his body in there and he's going to make a play and he's going to get a body on the ball carrier and, you know, uh, lead the charge for this Grayson defense. And he really was a leader for this defense and probably was a big reason why they're able to go to the state championship and win it, in fact. In addition, you know, um, 
like I said, he's really fast. He has great agility and whatnot. You know, he's all over the field. Slips blocking pretty easily. It's rare that you see blockers actually get their hands on him because he's so quick. And then uh, he does show some pretty solid potential against the pass as well. Like I said, he has good speed and agility. So he covers the field pretty well, or at least has the potential to cover the field pretty well. Uh, in addition, moving on. I would say that he has very consistent tackling form and he's fundamentally sound. This is probably why he holds that record uh, at 136 and it's because his tackling is very good. You know, he doesn't tack tackle super high or super low. It's pretty much perfect um, time and time again. So that's what you like to see. You love to see somebody who has that consistency and, you know, isn't somebody who will miss a tackle. It's a very rare, in my opinion, that you see Grady Bryant either miss a tackle or have somebody else break one of his tackles because he's just that uh, fundamentally sound. And then last but not least, you know, he's strong enough to hang with Georgia talent. I want to say it was either 5A or 6A that he played in. Either one, it's a very high level of football in Georgia. And Georgia in general, no matter what level you're on, is a pretty high level of football, at least in comparison to most of the talent around the country, say a Colorado, for instance. And so the fact that he was able to hang with the big boys down in Georgia uh, says a lot. And I feel like a lot of that is attributed to, you know, just... First off, his athleticism, for sure, you know, good speed and agility. But second off, uh, I think he just gives a lot of himself when he hits the field you know he's just a very good effort guy and he flies all around the field he's either the first one to the ball or he's leading that charge to get to the ball carrier and you know that's what you love to see just a very good effort player he'll give you his all day in day out with that being said let's talk about some areas of improvement some things that I feel like could take his game to the next level. So, you know, Grady Bryant, he is 5'10", 190. Now, he can't control that he's 5'10", but he can control the 190 part. Now, that's not a bad weight to be at, especially at a D3. I feel like that's pretty typical, but... I am still concerned about his smaller frame. Uh, specifically, I'm more concerned about what happens when linemen actually get their hands on him. Because in a lot of the film I watch, you know, he's just so fast and quick that it's very rare that you see a lineman get their hands on him cleanly and, you know, drive him. He just slips a lot of those blocks and... You know, I'm concerned if we could actually take on linemen head-on. Because even on the D3 level, there are going to be some big boys and so... He doesn't have to bulk up a lot, to be honest, but if he could bulk up just a little bit, specifically that upper body, I would say, you know, work on getting stronger arms and whatnot so that you can fight off those linemen, I'd feel a bit better about how he would fare against those linemen, potentially. Uh, that's just something I really see there, because most of the time, he's just kind of throwing his body in there and... Uh, hoping something happens and using a speed which isn't a bad thing because you know he's making big plays and good plays but you know to get to that next level and to not get sealed off as easily he has to use that upper body more and get stronger there and speaking of that I would like to see him use his hands a little bit more when block shedding. Like I said, most of the time, he's just running past blockers and whatnot and, you know, making the tackle. But I would like to see a little bit more hand fighting, and that's where that strength will come in handy because, you know, if he does, you know, develop better, faster, 
more precise hands and have a faster hands and just hand speed in general, you know, this will help him prevent other blockers from getting their hands on him and he'll be more efficient rather than throwing his body, you know, past blockers and hoping that he gets there. You know, this way it allows him to be a little bit more efficient there and uh, fill in lanes, running lanes specifically, uh, more efficiently. And so that's what I'd like to see. And then in addition, he could throw in a couple pass rushing moves while we're talking about, you know, getting faster hands and using his hands more. I'd like to see a little bit more of an array. Um you know just to mix it up a little bit and i think that could really take his game to the next level the other way the other thing that he can do to really take his game to the next level is become a better pass defender like i said when talking about his strengths he's a very capable you know man coverage zone coverage type of linebacker he has great athleticism to you know kind of bail him out of some of those situations but <laughs> he's still pretty raw i would say and so just in general study film um you know if it's man unless you're baiting the quarterback don't wait for him to throw it to your guy you got to take away those options so that you know the pass rush could get there and i feel like you know grady here really struggled with with that at times like he would know who his guy was and then, you know, kind of let his quarterback throw it to him, you know, whether it's quick dump off or whatever, and then he'd make the tackle. You know, Grady, if you're listening to this, just shut that down. You know, you don't got to play any of that unless you're baiting the quarterback and you're trying to get a turnover. But, you know, if you know who your guy is, stick him. Easy as that. Uh, in zone, I do think he can be a little passive as well. Like I said, he waits a little bit uh, on the quarterback and he doesn't quite take away options. And so I feel like if he studies his film and just becomes more comfortable as a pass defender, all of those things can be fixed pretty easily here through reps and experience. But you got to study the film because if you don't, then, you know, it'll add on to how unsure you are of what's going to happen next. And so take away that uncertainty, do your research, have a, at least a good idea of what's going to happen next. And then that will make him, um, that will allow him to become a better past offender. And so, you know, if he does one of these things, whether it's developing a better block shedding or becoming a better past offender, he could definitely you know elevate his game he's already a fantastic against the run he has great athleticism all of that great stuff he's shown that he can win and be a winner on one of the highest levels of high school football in the country uh so there are a lot of things to like here but he needs to add a little bit more to his game to become more versatile uh if he does that you know he could see some playing time pretty quickly here over at barry college and then maybe even have a transfer opportunity to a better college you never know but anyways that'll wrap that up coming up next uh we're gonna stay in the great state of georgia and talk about simeon Askew. All right, welcome back. So up next here, we got Simeon Askew, the 5'11", 200-pound athlete. He plays running back and corner, free safety, safety, all of that stuff 
for Houston County High School in Warner Robins, Georgia. He is a junior, so that means class of 22. And fun fact, you know, Houston County High School, that is the same high school that Jake Fromm went to, uh, which was really interesting because while I was watching this film the whole time, I could think only about how similar those uniforms looked. And, you know, they look familiar because I saw them a lot on QB1, that one show um, that follows some of the top quarterbacks in the country. So it was really cool seeing him play for Houston County High School. And they are a pretty solid football program up in Georgia, or I guess down in Georgia. But let's talk about him. So Simeon Askew, he's a fantastic athlete. To be honest, on the next level, he can probably play multiple positions on offense and or defense. Obviously on defense, I already said he could play a little bit of corner and safety for sure. Probably you know, on some lower levels, he could uh, get in there at linebacker because, you know, for someone at 5'11", 200 pounds, he definitely looks a little bit bigger than 200 pounds, which is never a bad thing. But he moves like somebody who is definitely 5'11". And here's what I mean by that. He's just a very gifted athlete with a fantastic D1 frame. And, you know, he uses it to his advantage when he plays football. Uh, here, let me talk about him on the defensive side of the ball first. So, as a defender, he's very strong against the run and will blow up plays left and right, whether it's through the pass or through the run. You know, he's there. He's somebody who will lay the wood and will make a point with all of his hits. He's a very strong player. And, you know, he uses that strength and physicality to his advantage. And he just ragdolls some guys from time to time. It's very very often that you see this happen for Simeon here and then along with that you know he just has a very solid speed and agility in my opinion it's d1 speed and agility I wouldn't say it's exactly elite but it's definitely good enough to hang with some of the best players in the country for sure and you know that combination of speed and strength like I said he uses it to his advantage because he does play a lot of safety and so you know, as, as a safety, you got to be versatile. You got to be somebody who has to be, you know, that last line of defense against the run. And then kind of the same thing on uh, against the pass as well. You know, you kind of got to be that last line of defense. And, you know, Simeon does a great job of setting that tone, whether it's in the pass or in the run, and shutting that down real quick with the way he plays football. And with that being said, he has shown that he can play both man and zone in a pretty reliable way wouldn't exactly call him a shutdown type of guy but you know he's definitely athletic enough to still be in the area and make a play whether it's a huge hit or a great pick and speaking of picks he has excellent ball skills you know if he's just an absolute ball hawk if the ball is thrown anywhere in his direction he'll find a way to pick it off or and this is something that a lot of DBs could learn. You know, he's he'll knock the ball out of somebody's hands. She just does a very good job at attacking the ball and, you know, giving receivers fits and being physical and being very precise when punching out the ball or tipping the ball out whenever receivers in the motion or in the action of making that catch. And that's what you love to see because there are definitely some DBs who are a little bit more passive you know, when the ball is, you know, obviously going through the air and then their receiver makes a catch in front of them. For Simeon, he just doesn't give up and he's someone who's going to continue to be physical and aggressive and either try to knock that ball out or pick it off. 
because there are some DBs as well who just try to make a big hit instead of actually getting a hand on the ball. But Simeon is definitely athletic enough and skilled enough to both make a big hit and attack the ball as well, trying to make it an incomplete pass. And that's what you love to see out of a safety especially. Because honestly, when all is said and done, he's just an eraser out there. You know, if there's a deep pass and he's in position, he's going to find a way to either pick it off or break it up. Either way, it's not going to be a completed pass if he's around, just because he's such a force out there. And really, that's what you love to see. Um, he's somebody who can fit into a lot of D1 programs, just being an eraser back there at safety. As a running back, though, let's talk about him on offense here. As a running back, you know, that physicality, speed, and power still carries over. Um, I would actually like to see a little bit more running back film, because I feel like he could be an excellent running back as well maybe d1 we'll see you know i there's not enough film there but at this point he could be a very high level star d2 player or even a fcs type of player if he does play running back and that's just based on his natural ability right here with that speed and power um and just in general he's athletic you know if you peep his highlight reel he has a couple very very nice goal line dives well, not even dives. He's just jumping over players and diving into the end zone, really, um, from a bunch of different angles. And he's just dangerous at, in that red zone. He's just a touchdown machine. And that's what you love to see. And, you know, he is a touchdown machine because he's so difficult to bring down, has great speed, a very low center of gravity. And just at the end of the day, he's just stronger than most players. And this is Georgia we're talking about. You know, this is a high level of high school football here. And so for him to do all this stuff against other great athletes and, you know, other great programs says a lot. It carries a lot of weight here. But that being said, let's talk about some things that, you know, I'd like to see him improve on because he does have one more year uh, of eligibility as a high schooler. And I don't believe he's committed anywhere yet. Uh, and that's not a knock on his play or anything at all. He's a great athlete, and I'm sure he'll commit to a great college. But, you know, there's still things to work on that could possibly help him gain bigger and better offers. Uh, one of those things is that, and I'm going to start on the defensive side of the ball here. But anyways, one of those things is that he just needs to become a more consistent tackler. His tackling varies from tackling too high and too low. And I don't know how, but he needs to become a little bit more consistent here. I just talked about Grady Bryant here, uh, who played in Georgia for Jackson High School, I want to say. And, you know, or sorry, not Jackson High School, Grayson High School. And, you know, he's a very fundamentally sound tackler. He doesn't always, he doesn't tackle too low or too high at all. He tackles at just the right spot. And so for Simeon here, that's not exactly a hard thing to you know fix he just needs to clean it up and make sure he's making sound tackles because you know big hits are great but stops are even better and so uh if he continues to develop and become a little bit more consistent here that'll be a very good sign for a lot of colleges moving forward another thing that i'd really like to see uh is that i'd like to see him do a little bit more film watch a little bit more film and continue to develop and specifically what i'm trying to say here is develop that next level of being a ball hawk in my honest opinion doesn't exactly have the greatest natural instincts and that's fine you know you don't have to have the greatest natural instincts to be a great football player but 
With that being said, he needs to do the film just so that he, you know, continues to develop that sense of where the ball is going to go. So I'd really like to see him study those offensive patterns and try to jump the gun a couple of times on some plays and, you know, force more turnovers as in not just, you know, fumbles and whatnot, because I know he's more than capable of doing that, but forcing turnovers as in picking off the ball a little bit more. Uh, he has great ball skills. And so at this point, it's just a matter of him positioning himself in the moment and in the right area to make that play. And I'd like to see that happen a little bit more. And so I feel like he could really elevate that if he watches a lot more film here or just watches more film here and, you know, really develop that sense of where the ball is going to go based on formations or just offensive patterns in general. If he does that, then you can definitely bet on seeing an uptick in turnovers altogether uh, from Simeon Askew here. And that's always good. That's always something that looks good to college scouts. Uh, just seeing those high turnover or forced turnover numbers on the defensive side of the ball. And then lastly here, on the other side of the ball, I already said this at the kind of in the middle of this breakdown, but I'd like to see him have more running back film. I feel like he's an interesting prospect at running back just because of his sheer athleticism. You know, he has the speed, he has the agility, fantastic D1 frame. And I feel like a lot of teams out there can use a running back like Simeon Askew, who could potentially be an every down back. You know, he has the athleticism. He can be a goal line guy. You know he could catch the ball because he has fantastic hands. And so, at this point, really, you just got to give him that opportunity, I feel, if you are Houston County High School. I think you just got to be like, hey, let's get our best athlete the ball and let's see what happens. Simeon Askew, if you're listening to this, you know, we did do a breakdown on a kid here in Colorado He's who's very underrated and he's a fantastic athlete and even a better person, in my opinion, in Sean Kidd. And Sean Kidd, he's somebody who's just built different, if I'm being completely honest. You know, he has great speed. He's as strong as an ox. And, you know, we got to interview him and we got to interview players who played him. And, you know, they all say, hey, Sean Kidd. He's hard to bring down. You could hit him as hard as you want, but he ain't going to flinch. He's going to continue to fall forward and then give you some damage and hit you as hard as he can. And so, um, you know, Simeon, if you're listening to this, check out some Sean Kidd film. I feel like y'all have very similar frames and y'all could potentially be very similar type of running backs. Uh, Simeon playing in Georgia maybe even better. So, We'll just have to see there, but I wouldn't even say that's a negative or a knock on Simeon here. That's just something I'd like to see. I'd like to see him have more running back film as a senior because I really do think he can make it as a scholarship player on the next level if he plays running back. Either way, he has another year, so we'll see. There's a lot of potential here. Uh, as of right now, I don't think he's committed anywhere yet i'm sure he's had a couple offers but i just haven't uh, seen a lot of that as of right now on his social media but you know in my opinion simeon askew is definitely a d1 type of player 
at the least. He might even be maybe D2, but if he's D2, then he's most definitely a full scholarship right type of guy. And that's not a bad thing because, you know, your education is still getting paid for and that's what matters. But we'll see. So best of luck to Simeon HQ and Grady Bryant for that case and you know we're gonna move on across the country back to Colorado here and talk about a standout freshman coming up next welcome back to the playmakers corner podcast right here we're back in the state of Colorado we're gonna talk about a standout freshman and so we're gonna talk about Stephen Price the 5'11 157 pound running back slash safety from Dakota Ridge High School he is a freshman so class of 24 so Stephen Price here he actually reached out to us on Instagram so huge shout out to him for advocating for himself um, and whatnot and you know we got to look at his film and he's a very interesting prospect first things first you know love the frame 5'11 157 that's a pretty solid height and weight to be at right now as a freshman and you could honestly grow into that a little bit more here and that can make him a bit more dangerous but you know that's a great start as a freshman there's a lot of players that play this position that probably fit this height and weight right here so all that being said, let's go ahead and talk about some of the positives here. So one of the biggest things that I really like about Steven Pricey, or probably the biggest thing that I really like about him, other than his frame, is that he has great speed and agility. You know, it's it's very solid for a freshman. You know, he there are some freshmen out there, I would say, that look a little awkward running down. You know, they maybe haven't gotten used to their bodies or whatever yet. But Stephen Price here, he has a very good stride. He has solid speed and agility and has shown that, you know, just overall, there's some good athleticism there to go with his good frame. In addition, you know, he has a very high motor and I like the effort that I see out there is really what I'm trying to say. You know, he's shown that he could fight for extra yards or he'll hustle to the ball when he's on defense and all of that stuff for special teams. And he does his thing. And from what I could see, I, I like it. You know, that can never be discounted because there are some players who honestly, they don't have the highest motor, and they're a little lazy out there, and it shows, especially on their highlight reel, but for Steven Price here, that's not a problem at all, and you know, those are good things that you like to see out of a freshman, or at least a freshman football prospect this early on. While I'm talking about his athleticism and whatnot, I feel like it's important to bring up as well that he's a very hard hitter and can be a very physical blocker as well just in general he can be a very physical football player and that's what you like to see he's probably a little bit stronger than he looks and you know that looks could be deceiving and so that's a good thing to see out there he's not afraid to you know find contact and you know really set the tone for his football team out there there are a couple plays where he just makes an excellent block where he blows somebody up or he's on special teams and you know he pins down the returner pretty quickly there and blows him up as well and so those are all great things to see and then lastly he just has very good hands i would say probably even great hands borderline great hands that is there is a play um i i don't know where it's at uh specifically but it's on his highlight reel and you know he just makes a 
fantastic interception extending uses his hand using his hands and all that great stuff and that's what you like to see you like to see guys who have good hands in general just naturally they could go up there and go get it and so altogether Stephen Price has a lot of things going for him I would say he has a lot of things that make him a standout freshman but with that being said you know as of right now he's a good athlete but there's things that he needs to refine so let's talk about it. Right off the bat, he runs very upright, and he needs to run a little bit lower uh, so that he could break more tackles. Just in general, he just needs a lower center of gravity because there are probably some tackles that, or I guess more tackles that he could have probably broken and whatnot, but he just doesn't run as low as possible, or maybe not as low as possible, but he doesn't run as low as he probably can, and he just tends to run upright, and so he just needs to get in a habit of running lower, having a, a little bit of a wider base, and having a lower center of gravity, because right now, you know, that's a habit that he needs to break for him to elevate his game to the next level. Run lower, whether you're on offense or defense, to be honest with you. But especially if you have the ball, run a little bit lower on offense because you are a little bit taller at 5'11 at this age. And so that being said, your center of gravity has to be a little bit lower or well, you have to be a little bit lower so that your center of gravity can be a little bit lower so that you can break more tackles. And in my opinion, that's probably one of the biggest habits that I really want to see him work on and change this next year. And he's a freshman, so he has time. Uh, another thing I'd really like to see him do, and he might be doing this already, but I'd like to see him continue to do this, but I'd encourage him to continue to watch film. And if he's watching film, watch more of it and become almost religious at it so that he can develop better ball carrier vision. Because I think in general, at least initially when he first gets the ball, he usually finds the right hole. Uh, there's also a habit here though that he needs to break as well which i'm gonna bring up really quickly here but he also tends to bounce outside a little bit too much as well and i think that's probably because he's not as comfortable you know running inside the tackles because his vision isn't at that high of a level i would say and so if he watches film then you know he could definitely set up his blockers better when he's out there in open space and then obviously when he's initially getting the ball watching more film has never hurt anybody and so for steven price here i'd definitely encourage watching as much film at defensive film that is as possible so that he could you know continue to learn those defensive patterns and I guess develop a better feel for running the ball as well because I wouldn't say he naturally has the greatest instincts when running the ball and so you know that's something that he has to learn and he has to develop because I'd like to see him run in between the tackles more and you know break tackles and make moves here to set up blocks and whatnot but he just doesn't do that right now which is fine because he is a freshman and he has time but to elevate his game he needs to be able to break down defenses and, you know, pick them apart. He has the agility to do it. He has the foot speed to do it relatively, I would say. He could probably work on that a little bit more as well, which he will. But I think the biggest issue here is that he's just not super comfortable with his ball carrier vision. And so I'd really just like to see him find the right hole time and time again. Not just initially, 
but to the next level, and then the next level after that, and so forth and so forth. You know, there are levels to this thing, and so he has the time. You know, he's only a freshman, um, but I think as of right now, for him to continue to develop, this would be a very big step for him if he was to develop better ball carrier vision. And so we'll just have to see uh, about all of that. And then lastly here, I would, this is not really an area of concern for him, but this is just something that I want to see him continue to do moving forward. But he needs to continue to develop athletically and trust the Dakota Ridge process. You know, I, I know, well, I don't know him personally, but I know of the Dakota Ridge head coach and his coaching staff, and they're a very good coaching staff. They do a good job of developing their players. They had some excellent seniors this year um, who did their thing, you know, and they've come just a little short of going to that state championship game. But, you know, I do feel like one of these days they are due for a state championship, and I think Stephen Price can be a part of that. Um, but to do that, you know, you got to trust the process, right? And by the process, I mean, you got to trust the off-season pro process, um, as in get stronger. Ideally, get those legs stronger because that will help with his explosiveness and acceleration as well. And then that way as well, you can break arm tackles if they're reaching for your legs. And then lastly here, I kind of mentioned this already, but work on that agility as well. like to see him become just a little bit shiftier. And I feel like you know, becoming shiftier, that also starts with running a little bit lower. So it goes hand in hand anyways. And so those are all things that I'd really like to see out of Steven Price here. Like I said, he has a lot of things going for him. You know, he's tall, good athleticism, good hands. You know, he's he's physical, he's an effort player, all of that great stuff. And those are all good things that, you know, are the base of a good football player. But to be a great fit football player and to be a better football player, these are the things that you got to work on, you know, um, running lower, watching films so you know patterns and stuff and have better ball carrier vision, and then just becoming a little bit stronger and more athletic. You know, those are all things that I feel like will, you know, make him a next level type of running back and potentially one of the best backs in the state of Colorado. But that's a bit of a ways, you know, and he has time. He's a freshman, like I said. And so... Steven, if you're listening to this, which I assume you are, I don't know why you'd request yourself and then not listen to this, make sure that you put in that work. It's process, but Dakota Ridge, they're one of the best ones at, you know, having a set process for their athletes that has shown before that their process works. So all that being said, best of luck to Steven Price. You know, if I, I've already talked to Coach Woj over Twitter, uh, DMs that is, and we are looking to hopefully come up once things go back to normal and watch some uh, games for Dakota Ridge out there. And I want to see Steven Price out there doing his thing at a high level, not just doing his thing at, a, at the varsity level, but doing it at a high level. And that starts with some of the things I just mentioned here. So, yeah. But... All that being said, coming up next, we have another running back, this time in the great state of California. He is a junior. Coming up next. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about him here, our last prospect for today. We got Relique Brown, the 5'8", 180-pound running back, uh, right now at Modern Day High School, one of the biggest powerhouses in the entire country for sports in general. 
and he is a junior, so class of 22. He just recently committed to the University of Oklahoma. So, you know, good for him. I bet Cody's pretty happy here. He's a Oklahoma Sooners fan, so good for him. But Oklahoma, they're getting a heck of a running back. Relique Brown is a speedster. He might be the definition of a speedster football prospect. And here's what I mean by that. In my opinion, he has elite D1 speed and D1 agility. And it's just very natural. You know, you can't teach speed. You really can't. And so, Relique Brown having that natural speed paired with that D1 agility, which you do have to work for. Some people have it a little bit more naturally, but you definitely got to work for it. Um, both of those things makes him extremely dangerous just anywhere on the football field, if I'm being completely honest. You know, as a running back, he's extremely shifty, and he has fantastic footwork and just foot speed and can seamlessly weave in and out of defenses without losing speed, you know? When he makes his cuts and jukes and all of his different moves, he doesn't lose speed. He's still running at a very, you know, at a very high level and whatnot. He has, he maintains that top end speed when he's doing those jukes and whatnot. And that's scary because that means basically if you're a defender, you got to keep up with this guy. And he's still running at his top end speed here. But he's throwing in some moves here that are bound to confuse you. And bound to, you know, throw you off. Because you either keep up with him because you have natural speed as well. Or you get lost. And most people get lost. His top end speed is definitely no joke at all. Oh, you know, and part of this is because he has just excellent acceleration. He accelerates with the best of them, you know. He could go from 0 to 100 real quick. And I mean that. You know, he will lull a defender to sleep, and then he would just accelerate out of nowhere, get to his top end speed, and he's out of there. He's gone, you know, and that's something that you don't see every day. And you got to keep in mind, too, he's only a junior. And obviously, they didn't have their football season this last fall. I don't know if they're gonna have it this spring we'll see um but you know to have this speed and this agility and for it to be as elite as it is uh in california football especially because there are a lot of speedsters says a lot you know he might uh, know i say this a million times but he really might be the fastest guy uh that we've ever done a breakdown on uh I would even say faster than Miles Purchase and probably faster than Xavier Green out of Georgia as well. So there you go. And, you know, it shows it pays off because obviously he's committed to Oklahoma, a D1 who, you know, they're known for having fantastic offensive players uh, year in, year out. So, yeah. Outside of running back as well, he does play kind of a bit of receiver. You know, he's definitely a pass catching back. And so we always say this, but that versatility is always useful. You know, the, mo the more versatile you are as a running back, especially the more of the field that you'll see. And, you know, Relique Brown, because of his speed, he has to stay on the field. You know, whether he's getting dives or tosses or sweeps or whatever, he has to stay on the field. And so... He might as well learn how to catch the ball and be a great receiver as well so that he could go out at receiver and, you know, give the coach, the coaches, whether it's at Modern Day or over at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley and all of them, a little bit more versatility in their play calling because that means they don't have to take him off the field. If they don't have to take him off the field, 
That means he's a threat almost all of the time. And that's he's a threat to bust one open um, pretty much whenever. And as a receiver, honestly, he scorched a lot of defenses. I don't know if I mentioned this actually, uh, but before I move on, he did formerly play for Edison High School this year. His junior year would have been his first year with modern day. Um, but in his film still, you know, as a sophomore, he was just burning DBs and he lined up all over the field. He just wasn't a slot, you know, type of receiver or running back because there are some running backs who only play in the slot. He was playing outside and there were a good amount of times where there were bigger corners who tried to press him and whatnot. But honestly, if they don't get him at the line, he's gone because there really isn't a defensive player that he's run up against so far that has been able to lock him up step for step because there just isn't a defensive player fast enough you know and it's hard to be physical with a guy who you can't catch and so for dbs going up against relic brown you gotta get him at the line you gotta throw him off and get your hands on him because if you don't He's almost always going to burn you, and he showed this time after time, um, you know, just running basically straight vertical routes, and if he's one-on-one, he's going to get the ball, and not only is he going to get the ball, but he's also going to score, and so that happens uh, kind of a bit here, and so, you know, he honestly, in my opinion, he's shown that he could play receiver as well, not just running back, but he could definitely be a threat as a receiver. And it shows because he has some good, you know, wide receiving film. I think he also posted some spring film uh, with modern day. This I assume this is probably before COVID, but he posted some film where he was just running routes and his route running is extremely crisp. And it's because he has quick feet and precise feet and all of that, I'm sure. And that's what you love to see. He just doesn't run, like, he doesn't always run vertical routes. In-game at Edison, you saw him run a lot of vertical routes, but in that spring film, you saw him running a very wide variety of routes, whether it was out of the backfield or lined up at receiver, slot receiver, whatever. He can do it all, and that's, <laughs> that's pretty scary to see. He's almost unguardable. I'm being completely honest and then on top of that he just has a very good focus and body control as a receiver he'll look passes in and you know body control wise you know he'll slow up or you know catch passes at weird angles and he'll make that play because he can and that's very impressive to see out of uh Relique Brown here and then lastly he just has great vision you know it doesn't matter if he's at running back doesn't matter if he's at receiver to be honest um, he just has great vision. He is extremely dangerous in open space. And even if he's not in open space yet, he's going to make that open space because athletically he can. And then intellectually, you can kind of see the cogs moving and he'll set up the situation uh, that he wants to be in so that he can break a play wide open and house it. He's always trying to house it, to be honest with you. And so just an open space, even or even really not open space, just when things get crowded, like he can't see a path towards the end zone still, and that's very impressive. And then obviously, like I said, in open space, if it's one-on-one, he's pretty much gone. To be honest with you, if it's not at least a 4v1, he's probably gone, because with his vision and just quick feed and speed and all of that, you never know. He slipped out of some very, <laughs> very 
interesting defensive situations where most of the time the defense will make the tackle and it's not that they're taking bad angles or anything either i feel like they're doing everything right but he's just that physically gifted where he'll make something out of nothing and you really can't teach that <laughs> you know and so obviously there's a lot of things here that i love about relique brown he's just a straight playmaker he's somebody who has the potential to house it whenever you know, and I mean that because he's pretty much on the field almost whenever, <laughs> and it, it pays off. It pays off having a guy like him out there. All right, <laughs> let's let's talk about some areas of improvements here because I feel like I've been rambling on and on about how great Relique Brown is. So let's go ahead and jump into that. <sighs> really, there aren't a lot of areas of improvements. I I think. One thing that really worries me is that he just has a smaller frame, which isn't the worst thing because he has great speed. And the frame really isn't even that bad. I mean, he's 5'8", 180. That's, you know, that's that's pretty stocky for somebody who's 5'8". But I'd like to continue to see him bulk up just a little bit more. Not too much more. I honestly think 200 pounds would be too much. 190 is probably your sweet spot. Maybe even 185 playing weight-wise, that is. But anyways, I want him to get stronger, specifically uh, his upper body, his arms. If he can develop a killer stiff arm that can be used, he'd be unstoppable. You know, he has a bunch of great finesse moves and all that. But, you know, if he could really develop a killer stiff arm where he just throws it out there and knocks the defender off, um, that could be big time because he really just needs a sliver of room to house it. And, you know, developing a good stiff arm, that's your sliver of room. You know, that's that's something that a lot of running backs use. So that's something I'd really like to see out of him for him to continue to develop and hit that next level. And then lastly here, um, I really only have two things here, uh, two areas of improvement slash things I'd like to see him work on. And this last one, he, I actually got to see a little bit of it watching that modern day spring film, but I would like to see him, you know, become an elite pass catching back and to do this i want to see him do more receiver work and that's never a bad thing specifically i like to see him work on those releases he has a couple of good ones um but you know get a good variety in there get a good array in there it's never a bad thing to have an arsenal of releases to get off the press quicker because honestly i i think my biggest worry here is that you know, there will be some teams, and probably not in California, but on the next level probably, who will have bigger cornerbacks who probably won't be as fast as Relique Brown, but can kind of hang with Relique Brown. And to hang with Relique Brown, uh, in my opinion, I think you just got to have a bigger cornerback who could put hands on you and just harass you that full 5 to 10 yards or whatever and slow you up enough so that uh, the pass rush could get to the quarterback and then you don't get the ball that way. I think that's the best way of covering Relique Brown rather than trying to find a guy who's just who can match his speed, right? And so developing a couple releases here, that'll be a good thing for him just so that he doesn't get caught up like that. Because honestly, like I said, if he gets a sliver of room, he's gone. And that's a consistent thing. So I'd like to see him work on that. Um, so yeah. And then lastly here... This isn't the biggest concern, I would say. This is probably the <laughs> least most 
least important concern here, but i like to see him uh, continue to get stronger hands. He may already have done this, but i like to see him make uh, a couple more contested catches here and there, obviously. And he does have great speed, so there won't be those, you know, crazy contested catches, but I'm talking more so like, you know, catches over the middle, right? Uh, so just make sure those hands are strong so that he's ready for the next level. Because honestly, he could probably be a D1 receiver. If he really wanted to. And versatility is never a bad thing. Because at this point, he's already committed to a D1. Um, he, I assume he's going to continue to work so that he can start for that D1 in Oklahoma. Who, by the way, always have good quarterbacks. So that's that's a great pick up there. Um, or I guess a great pick if you're a running back or receiver going to Oklahoma. Um, but at this point, really, I'm kind of thinking about pro, right? And on the pro level, he's only 5'8" hasn't stopped a lot of guys you know that have went to the league and aren't that tall but they have had to do a little bit more work than you know say a guy who's like six foot right and has kind of comparable speed not the same speed but comparable kind of speed there and so i want to see him continue to work here so that he can make it to the league and i think he honestly probably could if he keeps his head right and continues to work here um he could definitely make it to the league it would at that point it would just be what position would he play and i think if he if we're thinking about that right now receiver is probably a better bet than running back but you never know so all the best of luck to him all the best of luck to everyone that we've talked about here you know go ahead and show them some love we always tag them in our posts on instagram uh and twitter if they have a twitter as well and so go ahead and show them some love we have some great talents here that we talked about today and remember if you want to request somebody include their name position they play uh what high school or city they're from and if possible include a link to their film so yeah be on the lookout for another request episode this wednesday with Cody Stoffer. But with that being said, thank you for rocking with us and have a fantastic day. We'll see y'all later.